so there are A to Z things that are supposed to be done. So we put all these process in place so that there was less confusion about what exactly are you supposed to do. And these ideas came from various NGOs and experts. So we, we kind of captured as much as possible. Hello, and welcome to the season two of Understanding the Future. I'm your host, Punit Gandhi, and Climate Center for Cities is excited to bring to you a podcast about the future of work in the field of climate change, urban development, sustainability, and innovation. We will talk to experts working on ground as well as in the top management of government and non-governmental organizations to better understand how the field looks like in future. This will help us in preparing to enable climate actions as well as gauge the type of skill sets and jobs that would be required in future to solve complex challenges. If you are listening to it for the first time, do tune into Season 1. Hello and welcome to the season two of Understanding the Future. I'm your host, Punit Gandhi, and today we have with us Mr. Raj Cherubit. He is the CEO of Chennai Smart Cities Limited, and he will help us understand about the urban water bodies restoration. Welcome to the show, Raj. Hi, thanks. So let's start our first uh, question as one of the basic questions, especially for this topic. That is, what do we mean by urban water bodies and yeah, what what do we what are we talking about before we talk about the restorations? So I think uh, uh, this question comes up often actually. When whenever uh, I used to talk talk to somebody and say let's restore the water body, uh, first question is uh, what water body? You know, uh, they don't realize that there are thousands and thousands of so-called water bodies in Chennai or in I'm sure many cities. Uh, most of us only know uh, Kuam River, which is used to be a proper river uh, for the last uh, many decades it's been basically full of sewage so people like to make a joke out of it how you know how it stinks and whatnot so everybody thinks kuam restoration because that's been a fantasy or a dream of uh, people like me who grew up in chennai any anybody who grows up in chennai wants to see the kuam restored because uh, throughout the world you keep hearing about these stories of how thames got restored or various yeah. other rivers got restored but the thing is, uh, even for me, it was a discovery process. Water body to me means uh, anything and everything, and because especially because I'm not a water body expert. So from a citizen's point of view, it can be a, a pond, it can be a lake, it can be a marsh. And by the way, Chennai, um, southern Chennai used to have 5,000 hectares of uh, marsh. Many of the famous institutions like IIT or my own house, I'm sure, is in some old marsh somewhere. And that's now I think it's come down okay. to less than 1,000. So uh, wow. any such thing uh, is a water body to me uh, from a layman's point of view. And very importantly, many of these water bodies uh, used to be and are still interconnected. Not all of them, obviously, because a lot have been encroached and your house, my house, everybody's house and factories are sometimes on these water bodies uh, and so on. So yeah. uh, I wouldn't uh, uh, make any specific distinction about uh, this water body versus that. I think uh, all of them are required as a part of a larger system to yeah. ensure that uh, we are environmentally friendly and uh, we, we are uh, you know, capturing every drop of water that comes uh, from the heavens. Yeah. And uh, absolutely, that's that's very important over here. And 
these are the only sources of fresh water that any city will have or are there any other sources of fresh water for no. chennai as well depends on the city in some places there are rivers that flow through the city like uh, i've always been mesmerized by hugli whenever i go to calcutta i go to hugli and just stand around and look at the size and the power of that river uh, it's a fresh water constantly flowing through the city uh, chennai doesn't have those kinds of rivers from what i understand some these are not there's no big water source coming from somewhere a lot of chennai's water comes from the rains and the, okay. the rain water is harvested and kept underground and overground and of course uh, right now because of uh, the population explosion uh, we get water from various sources from andhra from karnataka uh, and of course uh, veeranam from the south of chennai and very importantly increasingly through desalination you know uh, okay so there are uh, those kinds of sources of water but i think originally it used to be the actual ponds and lakes and temple ponds and so on yeah so traditionally it was majorly the rain fed bodies that helped chennai sustain itself yes that's what i understand okay and how did the day zero problem came up and what was the approach taken up to make sure that citizens still can get water so i think uh, last floods was a big eye opener um, chennai have had floods before chennai has had uh, droughts before when we were kids I, I, water was scarce i mean today relatively speaking water is available which is surprising but when we were kids water shortage was it's a part of life uh, people standing uh, getting up in, early in the morning my classmates getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning and standing next to a pump uh to get a bucket of water etc was painful memories for a lot of people so last floods was an eye opener and i think it kind of made it obvious how much environmental destruction has happened how much uh, how many water bodies have been destroyed how little we have done uh, to preserve water and so on but interestingly uh, sometime back at, uh, maybe 20, 10, 15 20 years ago tamil nadu government did uh, push very hard on the whole uh, rainwater harvesting structures in buildings that was a big achievement for the city uh, every building uh, supposed to have a structure and you know take as much uh, rainwater into the ground and so on uh, but uh, concerted effort to fix water body hadn't happened for a long time and a uh, lot of the development happening in the west and south of chennai uh, basically ate up a lot of these water bodies and a lot of flooding uh, basically happened uh, basically uh, because the water is supposed to flow uh, from let's say point a to point b point b being in a lower area and if you yeah. go build the factories and houses there obviously water doesn't recognize uh, you know the plans have changed uh, so yeah. water continues to go towards uh, those point b which is you know south of chennai and so on so the floods really i think completely opened people's mind and uh, really put fear in our hearts and also very importantly government uh, courts everybody woke up i think uh, courts also came down heavily on encroachment so the yeah. idea of uh, water body need to be protected was always known obviously but uh, it became a popular theme and uh, i must also say that uh, smart city when we started the whole the smart city in uh, what that uh, 2016 yeah. 17 uh, not only we had done some piloting before that and uh, luckily we have the funds suddenly and the focus right a focus from the yeah. tamil nadu government and focus from the central government all this thing came together uh, to make uh, uh, this restoration project happen yeah 
and so i i do feel over here that uh, there are a couple of points that we can surely talk about uh, one is that mm. you just mentioned about rainwater harvesting uh, one of the biggest challenge with urban areas in rainwater harvesting is how much of penetration is actually possible because of <coughs> concrete so were there anything is also done around those lines so uh, yeah so uh, so uh, every building had uh, these uh, rainwater harvesting structures so so there are some very good organization like the rain center in chennai they have really done amazing work on promoting rainwater harvesting and teaching people how to do it and yeah. to large extent i think there was some enforcement pushing building owners and so on to uh, put these structures but yeah. last few years uh, we have gone also gone very far in terms of putting wells and structures in various places so for example in tinagar when we did uh, roads we uh, we knew that there were water puddling in various places right so oh, we always yeah. plan to put these uh, little uh, bore bore rainwater harvesting people and uh, the residents told us maybe why don't we do wells yeah which means instead of puddling for a few hours the water goes into the ground so a lot of those kinds of structures were also put in uh, various places so that's one easy way to quickly handle the water puddling issue you can take yeah. the water into the ground through these wells so uh, water harvesting in many different ways have been tried out in chennai uh, including for example even when we do a temple tank a temple tank so that the water actually ends up in the aquifer and of course you know much as possible over ground also okay that that's uh, fascinating to know but with chennai being a coastal city won't there be a mixture of uh, salt water and fresh water then on those lines uh no in fact uh, what i understand is that uh, the salt water issue comes when you uh, let's say the water under the ground puts pressure and keeps the salt water away and okay. when you extract too much water from the ground uh, the salt water starts seeping into the land side and this is oh, how okay. the salt water starts intruding into our, uh, the aquifer so actually yeah. putting uh, water and putting fresh water into the aquifer hopefully reverses the process and uh, see i mean rough numbers again i don't have accurate numbers but uh, my yeah. colleagues have done some rough calculation with available data what we found is that uh, for various reasons not just because of water body restriction uh, massive unbelievable amount of uh, what almost 4. Point some a uh, tmc has been sto- increased underground and okay. about uh, almost uh, 0.8 tmc has been uh, stored overground uh, this is our rough calculation and how much of it is uh, somebody needs to verify this obviously uh, yeah. but based on the underground water increase data we we were able to come up with uh, some rough numbers like this so it's been a pretty massive savings in water in the, because of the water body restoration Oh, great uh, if you can just let our audience know what tmc means uh, that'll be great basically uh, see one tmc is basically uh, somebody said 2 and 1/2 kilometers by 2 and 1/2 kilometers by 2 and 1/2 meter depth that's the okay. imagine a box like that that's one okay. tmc water okay oh wow that's that's a huge quantity of water yeah check it we, out yeah, yeah. i mean um, we, surely we'll check it out and we'll put it in the show notes as well so that the audience can look at it so with the smart cities and what is the water body restoration project that you are working on initially we started off with uh, about 60 uh, water body 62 water bodies uh, different kinds of ponds and lakes were taken up and using smart city money uh, it was restored 
and then yeah. about 20 30 uh, temple tanks and then the the greater chennai corporation uh, using its own funds and tamil nadu government funds and a csr there were there was a rotary care earth efi kradai which is the builders association uh, yeah. all of them also contributed and together we were able to fix around uh, it's work some work is still going on but most of it is uh, restored as in about 210 water bodies uh, were taken up and restored and i think around 60 temple tanks uh, uh, have been restored okay. uh, so that, that 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 was that's a big achievement for the city and uh, we won yeah. the uh, smart city award uh, last april great congratulations uh, so what is the is there a scientific process which is followed in uh, restoring this water bodies well uh, as scientific as possible because see t- ideally speaking if you ask an expert or an academic they'll say you have to map the entire city and uh, the basically the water flows from the big lake to the small lake to the small pond to the small something else and so on and so forth there's a cascading effect right depending yeah. on the contours of the city uh, this is how it's supposed to be yeah. but the problem is uh, you know by the time we collect data map etc you know time goes by and uh, we get distracted so yeah. uh, sometimes uh, in my uh, again I, i'm not an expert so i apologize if somebody disagrees with me i my approach is to say look uh, let's restore whatever we can right away that that has various reasons one uh, it is nothing to do with science because it is more to do with the our, our own way of thinking that is typically people uh, we started off uh, right now we are proudly claiming we restored water body and so on so in the beginning when we say water body restoration people used to laugh at us eh? because first of all people are convinced that there is no water body in chennai and even if they knew there's a water body they the next question is you know that's not possible then people yeah. are not good enough uh, indians are not good enough chennai people are not good enough uh, officials are not good enough these are the yeah. typical excuses we come up with and then they say uh, what's the point of wasting money and time uh, you know uh, you're going to people are going to destroy it anyway so no point uh, going and doing these things anyway so i think those were the issues it is not it wasn't like how to restore a water body and and believe it or not uh, there were there were a lot of uh, difference of opinion even on, among experts on what exactly is restoration you know do you do you somebody will say look map the aquifer you have to figure out what the aquifer is but yeah. these are not very uh, short term things we can do in an indian city which is struggling to figure out uh, where is a water body in the first place right yeah then uh, there are problems these are practical problems so your listeners may want to know this before they venture into their own city uh, projects so then yeah. for example how do you know where is the water body in the first place some are very obvious sometimes people will be able to tell you experts will be able to tell you so and so place has a water body or 10 water bodies and so on sometimes and i thank my friend bala from city connect he i used to joke that he's like sherlock holmes uh, he used to do detective work <laughs> go to these taluk offices find the uh, so called fmb sketches and you know uh, register data to see uh, where is the water body in the first place because there are records that say which is a water body and which is not and uh, so uh, sometimes the water body doesn't look like a water body it it basically looks like a land with a bunch of garbage or land with a lot of shrubs Uh, in fact one of the first water first water body uh, i got involved with uh, from my ngo called uh, city connect along with yeah. efi which is environment foundation of india was uh, if i show you a before after picture you will i if I, i in every seminar i ask you know what is this 
And most people think it's just a playground with a lot of garbage, but it turns out to be a 12 to 15 feet uh, deep pond where uh, the earlier before the city, uh, it became part of the city, people had just dumped garbage and uh, debris into it and just covered it up, right? So uh, most of the time, you won't even know that a water body is a water body. Uh, And most of the time, uh, sometimes it's just full of sewage coming from all over the place. So you'll assume that it is just a sewage dump and it's always been like this. Uh, So finding out where is the water body in the first place itself was a major uh, struggle. And of course, people do come forward and, you know, suddenly start, uh, you know, helping uh, once. That's what I meant. It's it's more than scientific. It is a matter of uh, building the public morale, Uh, our morale, your morale, everybody's morale, the uh, scientist's morale, the NGO person's morale to say, look, uh, this is not like sending Jupma, you know, rocket to Neptune or Pluto or something. It is yeah. a simple problem. It can be solved. What is the lost water bodies? We have other solutions for that. But at least the ones you have, we can find it. And even though it's a painful process, let's let we it can be done. So that that we overcame. Yeah. Then the other thing is that see the uh, there's a lot of confusion on what to do once you find a water body, right? Uh, do you yeah. uh, do you dredge it? Do you put plants around it? Uh, you know what do you do? Right? There are a lot of legal issues also. So what we uh, did was uh, we tried we after that piloting we put together a simple process. I mean it's not simple, but still it's a process by which it said no matter where the money came from, CSR, government, uh, whatever it may be, uh, yeah. the Uh, You have to go find the water body. You have to find the FMB sketch. I don't know what FMB stands for, but it basically means it shows the boundary of the water body, you know? Okay. Uh, So that's that's when you realize that sometimes you see it as something as an encroachment, need not be an encroachment. Sometimes uh, things that are not obvious as an encroachment is an encroachment. So you clearly figure out, okay, what is the size and shape of the water body? Then uh, either you, if you have scientific understanding of how to fix the water body, or you can go get a help. So we had a bunch of NGOs which were ready to help. Uh, so we connected these funders with them to say, okay, uh, or our consultancy, there are consultants who can do this for you. So they, they have to come back and say, uh, this is these are the A to Z uh, uh, we should be doing on this water body. So typically the way I explain is, let's say in the worst case scenario, you have to do A to Z to a water body to restore it as water body. Sometimes uh, you just have to do A, B, C, D. You just have to take the little bit of garbage here and there lying around, a little bit of uh, desilting, and the water body is fine. Some are in such bad shape that you have to do A to Z, right? Which uh, I can rattle off quickly. Uh, Desilting, taking the silt and putting it into the bund and strengthening the bund, planting grass and shrubs, et cetera, to strengthen the bunds, planting trees. And if possible, if, if necessary and possible, you could add a little play area, benches for people to sit so that public actually start coming there and looking at the water body. Uh, in many cases, uh, you may have to stop the sewage uh, in one way or the other. Sometimes you may have to divert it and connect it to the city's sewage network. Or you may just have to block it and let the you know uh, encroacher worry about his sewage, uh, or you may want to do STP plant or a, like a well, what the constructed wetland to capture the sewage and recycle it and put the clean water into the well, uh, sorry the uh, water body. Uh, so there are A to Z things that are supposed to be done. So we put all these processes in place so that 
there was less confusion about what exactly are you supposed to do yeah so and these ideas came from various ngos and experts so we we kind of captured as much as possible without making it so complicated that it becomes impossible if you have to do mega surveys and mega this and that just to fix a water body it will never get anywhere and we 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 as people will get yeah. continue to become cynical and we'll say you know it's all not worth the trouble so anyway we put that process in place and we were able to uh, move forward okay that that sounds like a very uh, sort out pro- process right now i guess and i guess it has also come with putting it out across 210 water bodies and 60 temple tanks. yeah 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 so coming to uh, the other part is how how is now uh, as you have already mentioned uh, that ngos have helped a lot as well and other mm. uh, of organizations that have also helped a lot so how mm. is now the ownership of the people around the water bodies for the water bodies that is being seen wherever the water bodies have been uh, you know restored mm. Uh, i don't want to exaggerate but because some some water bodies the people around the water body was very excited and they were very helpful uh, they themselves took uh, charge of it and there's a, lo- a lot of there, there are a lot of ngos and people uh, rwas and so on which do amazing work in chennai they they do they take ownership of their water body in front of their house or factory uh, they start uh, cleaning drives uh, they take children there to hang around and you know educate and so on so a lot of that is happening and i'm pretty sure there are many water bodies which have been restored but it is just there i mean i'm not and somebody is not may not be going and taking a look at it all the time but yeah. we have done our best and we have a lot more to do basically by bringing uh, through social media and what not trying to bring public to go and uh, at least take a look at it once in a while so for example uh, we are trying we have something called a smart bike uh, it's a fairly popular thing in chennai so yeah. uh, in the coming fitness campaign for example there's something we've been talking about for some time let public take that smart bike we'll tell you where the water bodies are go do a round of you know like almost like a pilgrimage of water bodies and come back you know on a saturday sunday yeah. uh, so you mix fi- fitness and public participation with the fact that hey uh, this used to be a garbage dump uh, now it's a beautiful water body so i think spreading awareness and at the, uh, uh, subtly we've had been able to do a lot of awareness through media social media when we win awards and we put up a lot of posters around the city showing you know what bodies have uh, been restored so right yeah. now i don't hear any more cynicism at least uh, that uh, things can't be done and now yeah. the new government has taken up water body restoration in a big way so we yeah. are now trying to uh, take it up to the next level and say Uh, we want we're going to raise far more csr funds and government funds for that matter and yeah. try to take it and uh, i'm hoping that in the next few years we fix every water body of chennai that that'll be amazing to see as well uh, so coming to the next point so you have already mentioned the whole process of how do you restore mm. a water body is there any mm. operation and maintenance required once it is restored yeah obviously i mean once in a while it needs to be desilted and this is something the see the the problems come in because there are different owners of uh, uh, water body so some of it is corporation some of it is pwd some can be a tank i mean temple and so on uh, so as much as possible uh, wherever it is corporation uh, obviously the zones i have to desilt and okay. in some cases we are asking the Uh, ngos or uh, corporates should uh, help uh, restore the water body to take up maintenance of it for the next few years and so on 
and yeah. uh, we what uh, through the command and control center etc what we would like to do is put a proper system in place so that okay. without having to go all the way to the water body you should be able to figure out through either through uh, people taking pictures and uh, crowdsourcing or uh, you, we could be using drones you know every time every few days drone goes and sits there and takes a picture and so on yeah. uh so those are the things in the pipeline uh, but right now uh, as much as possible we want the community to obviously uh, keep an eye on their own water bodies because it is their water body and not uh, you know uh, somebody else's no absolutely that's that's important and i think that is where <coughs> even the community engagement that it is already bringing around might be able to help in a better way absolutely absolutely yeah so any other challenge that is now foreseen or any other technology that is now coming into picture which is helping this do in a better way so uh, right now there's a lot of political interest uh, political uh, politicians are very excited about this idea of uh, fixing the water body and uh, okay. i think they are uh, obviously responding to their own vision and uh, the needs i mean the vision of the public so yeah. uh, we have uh, proposing that uh, again through government or csr money doesn't matter take up uh, all the water bodies and make it into even more eco friendly restoration with very little concrete cement and so on uh, take it up and then set a target saying that every water body including the there's a, a buckingham canal for example that's basically a yeah. canal that comes from andhra all the way to kovalam uh, it used to be for uh, from what i understand transporting rice and all uh, from north to south uh, we are in the process of fixing uh, taking a 2 kilometer and fixing the two sides and making into urban forest and uh, public space uh, you know uh, uh, auditor i mean sorry people can hang around and sing or dance or uh, just enjoy public space and so on so imagine yeah. uh, that kind of an approach to all the water bodies uh, all the banks of all the rivers of chennai Uh, and these are very simple doable things and it's already in the process so we need to go further uh, and think beyond just a water body restoration even though that's uh, unbelievably important yeah. and to say look if you are walking cycling or in a wheelchair right you yeah. should be able to go from any water body to any water body you should be able to cycle or in a wheelchair all walk uh, yeah. or run Uh, along any of these uh, rivers and then go to the palikarne marsh go around the water body without uh, uh, you know interacting with it uh, as in getting into the water body obviously because it's a protected area but uh, watch uh, do yeah. bird watching then you should be able to go uh, peacefully all the way to let's say the velacheri lake which is a massive lake it's got its own problems so there are encroachments a lot of sewage coming in Uh, but yeah. uh, it, it's still a water body it still can be restored i don't see a big deal and by the way uh, i forgot to mention uh, one of our uh, crowning achievements will be the vilivakam uh, tank in the north of chennai uh, this is a this used to be a massive sewage dump uh, uh, for the metro water they have actually uh, i mean helped us uh, i mean the land was transferred to the corporation of greater chennai corporation in the last couple of years uh, that place has been completely transformed and i'm hoping by october we can government can launch it where uh, today if you go uh, you can you'll most probably see pelicans and other uh, birds landing uh, in the water and nearby wow. uh, we also hope to make that into a little bit of a entertainment place for public to come and hang out but more importantly from an environmental point of view 2015 yeah. flood because of lack of uh, connectivity from one side for the water to go to the other side 
yeah. the entire area was flooded very badly this is i think it's called the sitko nagar so okay. right now uh, not only has the water body been restored but also the connectivity stormwater drain connectivity has been made so that water will flow from one side of the uh, city to another side of the river uh, sorry city to connect to various canals and yeah. uh, obviously as much water gets stored in the tank itself and i'm sure that will have tremendous positive impact uh, for the public around that area yeah yeah i'm 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 sure because eventually this water is also going to cool down the city in yeah, um, yeah. bringing down the heat of the city as well and luckily chennai is on the coast and it has a large water body uh, yeah, on its yeah. side but this surely <laughs> will add to it so any and uh, uh, also uh, yeah. by the way and uh, one more thing and the commissioner of chennai uh, uh, he's exactly taken up uh, tree planting on a war footing Okay. Uh, so uh, we are getting ngo csr and public involved in a big way to plant like you know uh, thousands and thousands of trees uh, as as many places as possible so in yeah. all these places we are also looking at the possibility of planting uh, native species uh, whether it is uh, miyawaki foresting or uh, arboretum urban gardens uh, nutrition gardens for so for example uh, the ms swaminathan foundation had this idea that there are poor people poor uh, pregnant women who don't have nutrition children who don't have nutrition uh, yeah. these nutri gardens could be both educational and very importantly access to food uh, for the poor uh, which could yeah. be maintained by them and uh, by ngos and community so uh, along these rivers uh, we are in fact uh, already started lots of miyawaki forests but we may also put in nutri gardens and other kinds of uh, you know forestry we are inviting people to come up with ideas and creativity so that it doesn't have to be a monotonous forest but it can also be creative educational and obviously uh, ultimately uh, a forest you know absolutely absolutely this will this will all add up in a good way for the city as well absolutely uh, for its green cover for everything in place so what's what are your suggestions for the cities which are now struggling with this kind of uh, especially water bodies or uh, lack of water as a challenge what can they take up as the point of action so lack of water is a different problem as in see uh, there are experts who say that uh, chennai gets enough rains to store enough water for to uh, you know for uh, the entire population i am not an expert on that so i'm Yeah. Uh, let's say uh, if that is true, we we should move towards obviously storing every drop of water underground uh, and wherever possible, so that not not a single drop goes into the ocean. Yeah. Uh, let's assume that is not true. Let's assume only seventy uh, percent is uh, enough for uh, quantities yeah. enough and so on. There is always the whole issue of um, uh, my hope would be that all every city in India uh, recycles every drop. Uh, yeah. whether for industrial use or uh, there are, there are enough technology now to make it so uh, clean the way that you can drink any recycle that recycled water and this is what yeah. singapore is doing from what i understand so i think uh, all those measures have to be taken there are you have to use data to change people's behavior like behavioral economics that's you know how do you make people use less water or uh, waste less Uh, yeah. there are many different ways of uh, using data to make people aware uh, and proactively change their behavior and make it better so all yeah. that is there but in terms of water body restoration uh, my simple theme is to 
you have to get started somewhere i mean i think in india i think we talk too much uh, we we keep talking and you know uh, we keep talking about vision we keep talking about ideas we keep talking 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 uh, we attend seminars workshops uh, conferences but unless you get your hands dirty by actually getting into the ground and doing something we will keep talking yeah. because there's a reason i'm uh, being a little bit harsh see yeah. i know it is intimidating right uh, it's it's uh, very intimidating if you go stand in front of one of these water bodies which have been doesn't even look like a water body which looks like a garbage dump which looks like a sewage dump or uh, stinking with sewage it is extremely intimidating i i know if somebody comes and tells you hey let's restore this you may think that the guy is an idiot right uh, yeah. what kind of a fool looks at a garbage dump and says let's go restore it uh so uh, i know it's intimidating so but the point is uh, this is not a big deal i mean i always joke that if you were to take people of chennai and send them to mars or jupiter yeah that's a big deal we can't do that right? we don't have the uh we don't have the resources to do such things but fixing yeah. a water body is not a big deal it is it's been done for centuries mankind has done this and womankind has done this uh, throughout the world so yeah. i think we need to start somewhere and uh, since uh, various cities including chennai have done something at least uh, you just have to at least try to copy the procedure process etc there yeah. are ngos uh, which uh, may have the know how but may not have the resources so you can uh, you know put a coalition together and very importantly again i like i said it's not the scientific or engineering that is the problem it is the creating that network you know it's very difficult to people to come together and say okay you know what we'll focus on this one water body let's fix it learn from it and try to replicate it so i think uh, a few people especially young people i think should take up this as a challenge to say okay we will restore one water body in the next 6 months and mm-hmm. uh, there are enough ngos and experts out there who can tell you how to do it and don't aim for perfection i mean uh, you can get so intimidated and uh, you know frustrated trying to achieve perfection because n number of people will give you n number of ideas right so your job if let's assume one of the listener is trying to now say okay let's let's try this your job is to build a consensus uh, if there are if there are 10 experts the idea is to say okay what is the consensus so that we can start something tomorrow morning right so build yeah. that consensus visit chennai or any other city where they i mean there are many other cities which have done amazing work take a look at uh, what what has happened uh, talk to those experts who have made some of these things possible and very importantly get started get either government money or there are enough csr people out there willing to do now of course it's easy to do crowdsourcing it's very easy to get the uh, neighborhood people involved so yeah. fix something start somewhere and that will boost the morale of the city and the people who are ex- interested in these topics to say you know what if we can do one we can do 100 yeah. and if you can do 100 you can do 1000 no absolutely that that does make sense that i think uh, the first step is the most important step over here and if that is and also in- uh, there's another very important uh, different way of looking at this problem right so yeah. i always tell people see i admire people who do Uh, who plant one tree who fix one water body who who does something right i i yeah. have great admiration for them but the way i think is uh, i i like to think scalability you have yeah. to decide that you're going to fix all the water bodies of your city and yeah. the reason is this uh, only when you start thinking the city scale so for example chennai has any depending on who you ask about uh, 80 8 million people or 10 million people 
Uh, yeah. There are other, any city in India is a gigantic city, right? So you yeah. cannot think small. And I, I know it sounds pompous, but you have to think city scale. And the moment you say, I'm going to fix, all, uh, not I or you, uh, the city is going to fix every water body of Chennai, every water body of Bangalore and so on. The way you think becomes very different. It's, so it, it is not going to be, uh, you're going to go do this, or you're going to dig up the water body, you're, you're going to plant a tree. It becomes, how do I put a network of people together, some with money, some with talent, some with ready to dig with their hands, or some bureaucrat who's willing to give permission. That co you, You'll start thinking very differently about the coalition that it takes to do these kinds of uh, uh, gigantic scale projects. So yeah. I would say uh, you start somewhere, but with the idea that you're going to fix, actually going to fix all the water bodies of your city in the next uh, three years. No, that, that sounds like a good thing that the uh, audience can take up as well. And I guess uh, they can visit your web, uh, visit the website of CSCL as well, where there's quite a lot of resources available on the same. Sure. Uh, sure. So uh, one last question that we ask everyone is, what are the different skill sets required? And in this case, I will say restoring the water body as well as managing such a huge operation. Uh, of doing it across the city? Uh, like I said, first, uh, you have to build that coalition of people. Yes. One, uh, if it is done, let's assume it's done under the uh, ages of smart city, then smart city could take the responsibility to say, okay, I'm going to uh, get a few uh, NGOs, like one or more NGOs involved, which know how to do water body restoration. And there are few in the country. Uh, then you could call up uh, CSR people and say, look, uh, let's let's aim for 10 uh, this year or uh, in the next few months, let's do 10. Uh, here's the budgeting and NGOs can give you a decent budget. So uh, that is required. Then uh, you may want to uh, do some communication, right? So you may want to talk to the media. You need to, you, there are uh, communication people who are very good at, uh, you know, uh, putting things together to say, you can do Photoshopping. I know it sounds silly, but uh, people are uh, visual. They, we need to see yeah. something to believe. Uh, so you could take a garbage dump and say, look, uh, get a good architect to Photoshop and say, look, this is how the water body will end up looking in a few months from now. Why don't we do it? And the NGO can say, look, uh, th this is the kind of uh, efforts it's going to take uh, a JCB or a uh, you know Lana and more Earth Mover or whatever. I don't know. I'm not an again. How many this many spades and this many whatever uh, to uh, restore this water body? So yeah. I think people start seeing a plan in their in front of them. They start seeing what is possible. Many people will jump in and say, you know what, let's do it. Then uh, you can, uh, if others like us can give you the little bit of the know-how, then you can say, look in your city, what are the natural species? There are, again, there are NGOs which know what kind of trees are right for your city uh, for yeah. that particular location. Get them involved. So I think put a coalition together and, and you may also say, sometimes people don't want to work with each other. So you may want to say, okay, you know what, let there be many coalitions, that's okay. Uh, you take care of that water body. This group will take care of that water body. The point is to restore water body, not to worry about who's willing to work with whom. But obviously, yeah. uh, it has to be a consensus. And media, in my opinion, is very, very helpful. If you're going to do some good work, media always tries to help. Uh, I, I'm not a cynical guy. Uh, you know, at least in Chennai's case, we've had nothing but uh, help and cooperation and uh, you know, uh, to, to take the word and the ideas to the public. Uh, yeah. So all the newspapers and TV channels, et cetera, have been extremely helpful because 
they are after all citizens of the city and they also want to see things improve so use yeah. the media and uh, you know uh, attract uh, talent to your project and manage that uh, manage people you know you need to ensure that all those experts and everybody gets some credit to get some joy out of it uh, so yeah. you you have to be careful to ensure that everybody is getting a credit and not just you uh, everybody involved is getting some kind of a recognition and so on yeah. uh, it's, it's not an easy process obviously but uh, it's not uh, impossible no absolutely thank you so much you have uh, surely made sure that we have covered almost all aspects of it if you have missed out of anything and you would like to take it up i think this can be the last segment then. i think uh, uh, so one thing i can ask for is uh, if there are uh, hackathon type people right who want to solve some of these urban problems so we have an innovation center in chennai now innovation hub and what we're going to be doing is to throw uh, data out there in public through a portal or something and uh, give people a, a list of challenges cities facing so in this context of water body uh, here something and I, I can suggest figure out how would you uh, automate uh, keeping an eye on the water body so for example uh, there are satellite images every day every minute every few hours satellite keeps going on top of our head there are drones possible so imagine image processing artificial intelligence to figure out uh, if a square water body becomes a rectangle or a triangle you know something bad is happening right or good is happening uh, you or if uh, there are drones which can land on the water or iot devices or or some other mechanism i'm not uh, again you can figure out how do you know somebody is putting sewage into the water you know instead of expecting a government official to visit the water body every day or if, if you can't expect citizen to be constantly looking at the water body obviously they have other things to do so the question mm-hmm. is what are the practical ways to keep an eye on the water body so that if somebody messes with it somebody is trying to do something bad with it immediately the authorities are notified immediately the public is notified uh, media gets notified etc so that there's tremendous pressure on every one of us you and me to ensure that nothing bad happens uh, to the water body so yeah. those kinds of uh, issues i think then for example the groundwater right uh, today i'm purely guessing uh, or doing some rough calculation on how much groundwater was uh, saved because of this yeah. uh, can we uh, can we have ways of uh, we we have a command and control center we have all kinds of this visual display uh, across the city 100 locations right yeah. so imagine uh, if we can uh, tell the public hey because of the last train so much meter of uh, water went up uh, this much water was saved and these are exciting things that public need to know in exciting ways so the question yeah. is how do we figure these things out uh, without making it into a gigantic project uh, so yeah. these are exciting challenges i think uh, youngsters should uh, look into and figure out how do we uh, solve these and in a very low cost manner obviously because uh, funds are always at a, a premium uh, yeah. and how do you get public involved in a genuine way right through social media and so on Uh, yeah. what are the various ways where people feel compelled to go interact with the water you know and and that becomes part of their life and so on uh, so uh, come and help us and by helping us i'm sure you will help every other city in india absolutely i i'll make sure that if any queries come from on our end as well for the same we will uh, pass it on to you so that uh, such solutions can actually be implemented on ground as well and we can sure. start creating living labs uh, absolutely so thank you so much uh, mr raj this was surely a pleasure and it was a lot of information uh, that we took up in the short course of time 
thank you for sharing your experience and knowledge you have been listening to understanding the future podcast to know more about climate center for cities check out our website www.niua.org/c-q the show is conceptualized produced and edited by punit gandhi senior associate at cq you can now subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel which can be accessed through the credits also don't forget to follow us on our social media for more updates do share your reviews with us and help us spread the podcast to your friends and colleagues do write to us if you would be interested in learning about any specific topics thank you and stay tuned for our next episode